thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. Which brings me to today's topic. One of the questions that I get asked so often and is there a perfect shift work diet? It's kind of a bit of a million dollar question now when we think about it but definitely a hot topic. And the reason why I've brought it to today's podcast is that I recently uh, delivered a a training in my Healthy Shift Workers Facebook uh, group that went for about 45 minutes, but I received a huge, overwhelming response um, and feedback from that particular training. So I've decided to condense it down and put it into a shorter version into a podcast format for those of you that you know may not be on Facebook to give you a bit of a uh, some guidance you know, in regards to this particular topic. So is there a perfect shift work diet? I mean, really, is there one? Well, first up, in order to answer this particular question, we need to first take a look at some of the chronic health conditions that shift workers are prone to developing. Now, before I mention these, it, uh, it's important to, uh, I guess, put a disclaimer in that Uh, association does not mean causation. They are risk factors. Uh, Unfortunately, um, they are many as shift workers and there's a lot of reasons behind it. But just because the research does uh, indicate that shift workers might be prone to certain health conditions, uh, I do want to highlight the fact that it doesn't mean that you're you're going to develop one because it's it's certainly all very uh, multifactorial depending on the uh, condition. Now, if we were to go through and look at all of the academic uh, research papers or the clinical trials and so forth that have been undertaken on shift workers, a lot of things come up like cardiovascular disease, obesity, insulin resistance, prediabetes, uh, type 2 diabetes, certain hormonal cancers, uh, and even uh, a lot of gastrointestinal complaints. Again, I want to put forward that this is, uh, they're just risk factors. Association does not mean causation. However, uh, given, you know, shift workers are certainly faced with a lot more challenges, particularly when it comes to our sleep, then it it certainly uh, raises our chances of uh, becoming unhealthy. And that really kind of stems back from two things. It's that sleep uh, disruption along with sleep deprivation which really kind of means uh, circadian disruption because we know there's many of times where we don't get sufficient quality sleep um, and also sufficient quantity, but because we're sleeping at different times of the day uh, or night, which is referred to as that circadian disruption, then, you know, that then has this flow-on effect um, to our diet because we, we know that we're more likely to make unhealthy choices when we haven't had enough sleep. So secondly, uh, now in regards to helping to answer that question, is that when it comes to dietary and nutritional advice, it is an absolute minefield out there. (laughs) There is just 
so many different types of diets um, you know and if anything we are drowning in information but we're starving for real practical wisdom which is you know that the reason why I decided to do the, the Facebook live in my group and obviously you know um, do a shorter version in this podcast today because uh, the information that I'm going to share with you is designed to just get you thinking a bit more a little bit outside the square right now because we are currently living in the western world in a type 2 diabetes obesity and sleep loss epidemic and it's just getting worse we're going round and round in circles so I want to help you to break that cycle because it's going to everything comes back to education and it's a question that I really want to I guess, reflect on and even put forward to um, all of the research papers that, that keep highlighting the chronic health conditions that shift workers are prone to. And I'm, again, I'm not discounting that it, that it is uh, very much a reality, but I would like to know that out of all of the candidates and all of the subjects that were recruited to particular uh, research programs is that were those shift workers given any um induction training when they began their career working shift work along with ongoing help and support to help with their health and well-being uh, because I would say that 99% of those people probably weren't uh, only because I know uh, from my own personal experience and for working with a lot of shift workers uh, and even um, organizations now that health and healthy shift worker training is pretty much non-existent um, which is extraordinary given that it plays a massive part of your role, whatever it is in your particular occupation. But I'm hoping that, you know, while what I'm doing is is helping to create that awareness so that, you know, things can actually change and we can actually start making an impact to help to mitigate some of those uh, chronic health conditions. So now getting back to the, the kind of minefield of dietary and nutrition advice out there, like I said before, there is just so many, you know, some of which include things like the paleo diet, sugar-free, gut health, low-carb, high-carb, dairy-free, gluten-free, keto, intermittent fasting, detoxes, cleanses, the blood type diet. There, it is absolutely endless. Now, of course, I'm not here to discount or discredit uh, any of the these particular dietary and nutritional regimes because there is a lot of great science behind supporting their efficacy and I know of a lot of people that have acquired great results from being on you know these particular types of um, programs. But I think you know a lot of it really also comes down to having some phenomenal um, health practitioners, um, coaches kind of working uh, with them to get some really good results because this is really is a, a key I think for so many people we, we're not great at doing things on our own I think we all tend to need a little bit of mentorship and and help it's a bit like a personal trainer we're not great at doing exercise on our own but if we've got a personal trainer kind of giving us a bit of a boot behind us it certainly kind of helps us to to keep us on track so if you're able to find that great health coach or great uh you know health practitioner that is um not only someone that just tells you or gives you guidance on you know what to do but to help you to kind of understand the why behind it and to help kind of motivate you to 
you know, stick to that particular recommendation. But in regard, so instead of all of these particular diets, I just want to talk, go down a bit of a different, I guess, a different route. Now, when I did this uh, discussion in my Facebook group, I actually put up two particular photos and they were photos that were taken, That uh, there were two crowds of people and they were photos taken at the uh, Apollo 11 space launch back in 1959, uh, sorry, 1969. So effectively 50 years ago. And what I, the reason why I put up those photos is because I wanted people to have a look at them and, and see what they could see that that was interesting. And I guess my the reason why I did it is because in this particular photo, there was pretty much no one was overweight. And that was 50 years ago. The thing is, shift work is not new and it's been around since the turn of the century. Yet we are so unhealthy <laughs> as a global population. So if you were to actually go up, so let's go back in time, pretend we're all, it's back in 1969, and if we were to able to magically go back into town and but go back in time and stand amongst this crowd of people standing there watching the Apollo 11 space launch take off. And if you were to go up and talk to these people and mention words like paleo, keto, detoxing, gluten-free, you know, keto, whatever it is, they would probably look at you as if you had three heads like you'd be talking some kind of different language. So my point that I'm trying to share is that 50 years ago, people weren't overweight to the extent that they are today, yet there are hundreds of more dietary nutrition options out there. So something is wrong and there is your biggest clue. So thirdly, where am I going with this? So an answer to the million-dollar question is that no, there is not a perfect shift work diet, which is probably going to really disappoint a lot of you listening right now. You're probably just hanging off every word, wanting to know, Audra, just tell me what it is. Tell, give me the, tell me what this shift work diet is. What do I need to do? What tablets do I need to take? What pills do I need to do? What shakes do I need to be on? What, what Just tell me what I need to do. But if you are looking for that quick fix solution, then please understand that there there is no such thing. Uh, of course, this is my personal opinion. I've been doing this researching shift work health for about 10 years now. Six of that is academically. So I, I kind of and obviously working shift work myself for two decades, I have a good understanding and appreciation of of what's actually involved uh, in working shift work. But even though in my mind, in my personal opinion, that I do not believe there is such a thing as a perfect shift work diet, there is a way of eating that is extremely beneficial for shift workers. So I'm going to repeat that again. I do not believe that there is a perfect shift work diet but there is a way of eating that is extremely beneficial for shift workers. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it all comes back to eating more in accordance with our circadian rhythms or our natural 
body clock or our natural sleep-wake cycle. Of course, this is easier said than done when we work shift work, particularly we you know when we work a lot of rotating shifts, we might be working during the night and so forth. But having this understanding of why when we eat is just as important, if not more so, is uh, incredibly important, particularly if you're a shift worker. Now, this is there's even um, a scientific word for it. It's called chrononutrition, uh, which uh, forms under the banner of chronobiology, which is all about timings because every tissue and cell within our body has a particular clock gene in it and it is so things that are designed to happen um at certain times of the day or night. Now, when it comes to uh, our eating or that way of eating, why this is really important or the when is because our digestive system pretty much slows down at night naturally. Things like gut motility slows down, intestinal blood flow slows down, kidney and liver function slows down, and most notably the pancreas even secretes less insulin. Now, this is vitally important for us to understand because the pancreas is uh, uh, fundamentally important in helping to keep our blood glucose levels down. So each time we eat, our blood sugar raises, which triggers the pancreas to help to bring that blood sugar down. Now, over a long period of time, if there's continually high blood sugar, it can lead to things like prediabetes and eventually uh, type 2 diabetes or insulin resistance even before that. So... My, I guess my my recommendations and tips for everyone uh, listening to this right now is to really uh, be aware of the importance of meal and nutrient timing in order to help to reset your circadian rhythms as best as you can. Because each time we're eating at odd hours, you're really sending a message to your brain exactly the same way that sunlight does that keeps us awake to be wide awake as well. Each time you're eating during those particular hours, it's it's just sending a message to the brain or to the body that it needs to wake up. But my tip for, um, as I said, my recommendation uh, based on this is to kind of give yourself an honest assessment of your food timing of when you're eating. Because I said it's not only what, but also when. Now, this uh, particular podcast is not going to really go too much into the what it's mainly going to focus on the when uh, but I will give you a couple of um, little tips and recommendations um, moving forward so if you're on a night shift one thing that you can do or one uh, recommendation that I um, put forward is for you to have your main meal before going into work so whatever time that is for you, whether you know, you're know you having it around 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, but try and have that big meal before you go in and fill yourself up with a hearty meal of protein, healthy carbs and fats, just as if you would at home. Um, this is going to just help you to stay sustained through your shift so that you're less likely to graze on food during the night time. So that's changing one of your meal times for this week if you're on night shift. If you're someone that does an early shift, my tip would be to, as soon as that alarm clock goes off, if it's three or four o'clock in the morning, is to not necessarily eat straight away because your digestive system is still sleeping as much as you would be wanting to still sleep as well. But your body is is really um, you know, not designed to be awake during that particular time. So we really are 
dehydrated, severely dehydrated as soon as we awake from our sleep. So best uh, place to start would be with a huge glass of water as soon as you get up or with a herbal tea uh, because that's going to help with fatigue. I mean, dehydration is one of the other leading causes of fatigue, uh, which we know is a very uh, relevant for those that work shift work. So I mean, if you're really starving, hungry, and you feel like you do need something, maybe just a handful of nuts or something as you're driving in the car, just to kind of keep you keep you going a little bit until you're then able to have breakfast later in the morning. And it also just gives your body at time to kind of wake up a little bit. Also, um, so that's number two. So we discussed night shift, early shift, and then if you're on an afternoon shift, say for example starting at 2 p.m. and then going through till 10 o'clock at night, uh, you know, ideally you would have had a chance to have something to eat uh, at work, you know, whether that's sort of around the 5, 6 or 7 o'clock. But after you're getting home, which could be anywhere between, you know, 10.30 and 11 o'clock, as tempting as it can be sometimes to come home and just want to raid the fridge or the pantry, again, thinking of our body our body clock in that our digestive system at that point is starting to kind of wind down so if you put food in it it's going to to wake it up which is going to ultimately disturb your sleep so having something like a spoonful of yogurt mixed in with a bit of tart terry juice which is high in melatonin um, is can be a great way to just help you to uh, you know gradually be able to fall asleep without experiencing too much of um, discomfort the main aim is that you do not want to disrupt your sleep any more than what it already is. So I hope that makes sense. Again, uh, just to recap, is there a perfect shift work diet? Uh, in my mind, uh, I don't even like the word diet. So um, I'm going to say no. I think diet just instills us this into our brain automatically thinking that we can't eat certain things uh, this is not what this podcast is about it's to be made to make you aware of something called food timing or chrononutrition which is eating more in accordance with your circadian rhythms or I guess more simply is to try and eat mostly during the daylight hours because as human beings that is really how we have evolved and it is how our body has evolved to digest and um assimilate certain nutrients to get um, at the most goodness from the food that you actually eat. Of course, it's easier said than done. It's about doing what you can when uh, because the the food timing certainly um, can play a big, big role in helping to mitigate uh, some of these chronic health conditions that we are seeing amongst shift workers uh, today. So I hope you found that helpful um, and it's got you thinking a little bit. Uh, as I said, uh, I'm not all about diets, but I'm definitely all about uh, helping people to have a different way of eating. Um, and obviously, specifically, that's going to be beneficial for shift workers. If you have found this podcast to be helpful, a little bit insightful, feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit. It's because I'm trying to spread this message to not only shift workers here in Australia, but all around the world to help to mitigate some of the chronic health conditions that uh, shift workers can be prone to. But as I said, doesn't necessarily mean we're going to develop them. That all comes back to having an understanding of how our body works around our circadian rhythm so that we can then 
decide to make better choices and decisions and actions around our food behavior. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Uh, Feel free, as I said, to share uh, this podcast with anyone that you think may benefit. Until next time, may you you be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.